Welcome to the Triple Deke. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Triple D. We're, uh, oh my goodness, my name's Joel Jackson, and I'm with my partner, Kyle Faulkner. We're here to give you a uh, very spooky post-Halloween episode, uh, although I don't know it could be spookier than looking at my team's record right now. Oh, that's uh, quite the fright. Yeah, you know, uh, usually, uh, usually a score of twenty nine points is is pretty good. That's a pretty solid night in fantasy. Well, that's a good night, uh, maybe for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah, not not good for a seven night total though. So not anyway. We can talk about that later. I'm sure we will. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to talk about it because I know uh, I know one listener for sure, old Honest Wilson. He only tunes in to hear how our teams are doing. So, well, that's nice. I appreciate that. That's that's what's good about Rob Wilson. Yeah, always takes an interest in others. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, anyways, there, Joel. Uh, did you have a good Halloween? Anywho. Anywho, did you have a good Halloween? Oh, it was uh, it was nice. You know, I uh, handed up some candy. I saw some. Uh, some old students, and uh, then I went right to bed. Oh, well, that's very responsible of you. Yeah, that's how I do things. Well, you know, we uh, we decided to uh, bring an element of Halloween into the Triple Deke this week. Mm-hmm. In- instead of just our usual, uh, you know, amazing fantasy analysis, we're going to bring in a new segment, a new segment called Trick or Treat. Oh, boy, this sounds fun. All right, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about the NHL and we're gonna talk about the Big Stick as well, the two the two leagues that we all care about, and uh, we're each gonna give a trick. A trick is our worst letdown or our biggest bust so far, and we're each gonna give a treat, the best surprise. Okay, I, I like this idea. Good idea. So uh, let's start. Let's start with the big boys. Let's start with the actual, you know, honest to goodness, real deal, Holyfield NHL. Um, but it's it's your choice. Would you like to start with a treat or a trick? Well, let's start with a treat. I like to have dessert first. Oh well, well you might as well treat to yourself. Oh, <laughs> might is might is. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you what I see to be one of the best treats this year, and that's James Neal. Oh boy! You know, James James Neal really struggled last year. Uh, you know, he went to went to Cowtown to play for the Flamers there, and he struggled. He let a lot of people down. There was a lot of uh, a lot of big expectations for him coming in that he was going to be a big part of what looked like a dynamic Calgary offense. And, uh, you know, over the whole season, he only totaled, I believe, seven goals. He was less than a point-per-game guy. Um, just a pretty much a major boner on the Flames on the Flames roster. But uh, A fantasy boner, too. A fantasy boner, too, yeah. But uh, this year, it's been the complete opposite so far. 
Uh, he's already in the first month of the season, he scored 11 goals. So last year he had seven total this year. He's already got 11. Um, he's skating, he's skating on the top line out there in Edmonton. And, uh, it shows he went from a 0.9 average to a 1.9. And the best part of this treat is it's a real cheap treat. Poker hole drafted James Neal for only $3. So if he keeps paying off like this, that's going to be a big one for him. That's a possible keeper for next year, too. Could be. What about well, you? Well, I, I have a bit of a treat myself. Uh, it's maybe one of those treats that you know is good, but it even got better. Oh. And uh, that would be uh, our, my buddy Pasta from the Boston Bruins. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, he, he was already good last year, but this year he's on fire. He's got a 3.5 average at this point. Um. He scored 13 goals in 13 games, and I believe he scored tonight, so that's 14 goals in 14 games. Now, if I can do the math on that, that's 80-some goals. I can't really say for sure, but that's going to be a pretty good season. Well, if he can keep that up, that's definitely going to be a good season. And I know uh, also, too, he the goddamn guy got five assists the other day, so, I mean, not only is he scoring goals, he's putting up assists. And uh, I think it was about 30, 30 some bucks to draft, which is a little of a pricey guy, but still, I think that's a great deal for a guy that's putting up points like that. Yeah, you know, if he keeps up like that, he could end up being the fantasy MVP as far as skaters go. And, um, you know, he's playing on that high-powered line in Boston, and they've shown the last few years that no matter what, you know, guys get hurt, guys move up and down, they just keep producing, keep producing. And uh, you know what the best part about that treat is? That that, God, that 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 goddamn cheater, Dan Boyer, doesn't have him for illegal keeping. Well, that that is a, a real treat in itself, too, isn't it? Because yeah. We know the, the, the trick that he played on us a few years ago. Oh, yeah, that was that's like the original trick. It used to, on Halloween, kids used to just say treat until Boyer pulled that one. Yeah, he's kind of what they call the original prankster. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of tricks, let's talk about our our NHL player tricks. Oh, and uh, you know, not to keep harping on poor Boyer there, but uh, he is the owner of what I think is the biggest trick or the biggest letdown this year, and that is his team's namesake, Big Buff himself, Dustin Buffalo. You know, it was an unclear situation coming into the season. He hadn't reported to training camp. There were rumors that he wanted out of Winnipeg. There were rumors he might retire. There were rumors of lingering injury. But, you know, Dan, he's a good Jets fan through and through. He kept the faith. He, uh, I believe he paid $15 for him, which, you know, if you've got a healthy big buff playing 75, 80 games, that's a good price for a guy who for a guy who's gonna rack up in all categories. But the reality is, right now he hasn't played a single second, and uh, it sounds like he's going to be out of commission for a little while. Uh, well, I heard some, there's some talk of a surgery that he had. Yeah, uh, from a lingering injury from the end of last year on his ankle or something like that. So, I guess. Uh, I guess two months into the season, that's time to start talking about that stuff. Well, it's all it's all kind of a bit fuzzy how this is coming about. You know, it's kind of like uh, the Blue Jays dealt with Troy Tulowitzki comes off the off season, and all of a sudden he's got a new 
new little nicks and bruises to deal with. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It might be might be time for Big Buff to think about a name change here. Well, and you know, we only have so much money at the draft, and throwing fifteen dollars down the drain—that's not a good idea at any point. I don't think. Well, it could it could turn around and bite you in the rear end. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Well, it's tough to beat that trick because that might be the, the trickiest trick of all. <laughs> but I have one that's not great either. It's a young man named John Klingberg from the Dallas Stars. Oh, yeah. No, uh, he was drafted for $20 this year. And, you know, when you spend 20 bucks, you expect that to be uh, one of your fairly uh, top guys on your team. Yeah. And I could see why someone might spend that money. Two years ago, I think he had a, about 60, 70 points and almost a 2.0 average. Uh, last year, he wasn't quite as good, but he was a 1.5, 1.6 type player. This year, he's got three points so far this season and minus 11. Ugh. So, uh, you know, spending that kind of money on a guy like that, I think his average is 0. 0.8 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's not what you want to see on a guy that you spend 20 bucks on. Well, in that 0.8 average, that's that's right about what you'd expect. You know, he's he's not getting on the score sheet very often, and he's losing points uh, with his plus minus. So, you know, you you hope that that uh, things will kind of correct themselves. You hope that he'll regress uh, back to what he normally does, but. You never know. Sometimes it's a down. Sometimes it's a down month. Sometimes it's a down year. And sometimes, you know, it's the beginning of the end of a guy's usefulness as a fantasy player. Yeah. So I guess we'll see on that on that front. I just looked. His average is actually zero point seven. But Ooh. who knows? Maybe maybe he'll come back and surprise us all. Yeah, well, and you know those folks out there who still believe in in John Klingberg, this could be the perfect opportunity to try and buy low, try and make a make a small potatoes trade, and get yourself a guy who, like you said, was putting up sixty points not that long ago, right? Yeah, I concur. Okay, well, let's get to the let's get to the league that people truly care about now. You know, we we talked about the we talked about the big guys. I said, but let's talk about the Titans here, the big stick. Yes, sir. So I've got a I've got a bit of a treat, a bit of a pleasant surprise. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you walk up to the door and it's dark and you don't really see what the person throws in your bag they toss it in and thump it hits it's heavy and you think oh man another apple and then you look at the razor blade in it and then, well i guess so but then oh, you look inside and it's actually a can of pop that they threw in that's a real treat and my treat for the big stick is mike hayhurst team auto draft oh. for the win he did auto draft and he's leading his division at four and one and he just put up a monstrous score last week. Yeah, he had what ninety some points. I, I would have thought for sure he'd be our first hundred point team of the of the year, but he didn't do that. But still ninety points with an auto draft team, unreal. Yeah, I think if you added up my team's first five weeks, we would just about be at the halfway point of uh, Hayhurst this week. <laughs> Well, I have a, a nice one for you here too, actually. You know, when you're a kid and you go to that house and they always give you just like garbage candy, that stuff that they had in the freezer for five years. 
Oh, yeah. That you'll probably break your teeth on. That brown molasses with the orange and yellow wrapper that no one knows what it is. No, no one knows what it is. Well, this time you go to the house and there's some nice little chocolate bars. Oh. And know who that is this year? Who's That's that? Honest Wilson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Honest Wilson this year, he's looking not bad. And it's right now his team's three and two. And let's be honest, it's not often you see Honest Wilson with a team that has a winning record. Well, honestly, I'd have to agree with that. That's a pretty honest assessment. He's uh, He actually just barely lost last week, so this could easily be a 4-1 team. He's 3-2 and two now, like I said. And, you know, he's led by some studs on his team. He's got Pecker Rene, uh, Nathan McKinnon, Tom Wilson, and he actually has scored the second most points in the big stick right now. So I think that's a, a treat in my books. Yeah, Tom Wilson, one of his keepers, and, uh, you know, a little little Wilson helping Wilson action. Uh, he's been a real pleasant surprise this year. He was almost my treat, actually, uh, in the earlier segment. But uh, the other thing that I really am impressed with so far is McKinnon, you know, injury to Rantanen, injury to my own player that I just traded away, Landeskog, and McKinnon right. just keeps getting it done. Yeah, I think, uh, Mr. Wilson, this might be uh, the season of the playoffs. Finally, playoff bound for Mr. Wilson. Yeah, a little bit of honesty in the league all of a sudden, eh? That's nice. I like it's it. Refreshing. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, you know, this is the real, this is the real uh, depressing part of the show for me because we're going to talk about the big stick tricks. And, uh, you know, I, I know that I know that we get teased a little bit for talking too much about our own teams. And I really, really, really tried to find another trick. But have you ever opened up your pillowcase at the end of a night of trick-or-treating and you dump it out and there's candy, 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 candy. And then you look and you go, what the hell is this? There's a toothbrush in here. Or a, or a box of raisins, or a, worse yet, a 10% off coupon if you buy something. That is a trick, and that, and that is basically what my team is right now. The LA Trout oh, Sniffers God. are a disgrace. Last year, we finished fourth place. We were very close to making it all the way to the finals. We had the squad, just had a down week you know, when it counted, but finished fourth out of 20. This year, we haven't won a game. We've barely been close, been putting up embarrassing scores. You know, it's basically hopeless. Yeah, you know, I had a little problem at the draft, but I ended up with Brent Burns. That's not going to hurt me. Yeah, I've had a couple of injuries to guys, but so does everybody else. I have no excuse. I have no rhyme or reason. I, I am the apple with a bite out of it that some older kid threw into your bag well i appreciate the honest assessment and uh the way i think of your team is almost like when you go to someone's house and they have turn all the lights off and you know you're they're there watching a movie and they don't you knock on the door and they won't answer the door and they won't give you candy yeah that's the kind of team i see uh years right now there Mr. Fault. That's I think that's fairly accurate. <laughs> fairly accurate. <laughs> well, 
I guess I might as well uh, continue in this negative stream. Oh, my God. The team that I'm seeing that's a pretty awful trick also is actually Team Guest. Uh-oh. Now, Team Guest last year had a very special uh, thing happen to it. It was the first time Team Guest made the playoffs. Yeah, I remember. So, it, was, it was I know Skyler is excited, and I, I saw his team just on a slow progression, getting better and better every year. And now he's 1-4. I mean, well, he's got some players on his team that are good. He's got Pasta. He's got Freddie Anderson. He's got Seabass Aho, but still just not getting the job done. And I'm, I'm disappointed. It's not a, not a very good team. It's definitely a trick. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's too bad when you see a team and you think it's picking up some steam. He's kind of like the Oilers a few years ago, right? They made a bit of a playoff run, and they have this young core, and they look so good, and everybody's all excited. Oh, man, the Oilers are back. The Oilers are back. And then since then, they've really uh, hit the crappy A. So yep. hopefully Wrong that's goal. not the case. Hopefully, hopefully for uh, Skyler's sake and, you know, for my own too, hopefully we're more like the St. Louis Blues where we'll be last place in January, but come June we'll all be, we'll all be drinking out of Lord Stanley's Cup. Well, let's not talk about St. Louis too much. I wasn't impressed with them last year. Well, it's not that hard when they go up a bunch, bunch of bums. Who did they play no, again? Okay. I forgot. No, let's talk about something else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, we do have something else to talk about, and actually this uh, this question was inspired a bit by St. Louis. Um, I mentioned earlier that I've had a couple of tough injuries on my team to deal with. Uh, you know, Captain John Tavares goes out early, and then uh, Landeskog not long after that. And there's teams all over that are dealing with injury right now. Um, and the most recent, the big, the most recent big one, I guess, is uh, Tarasenko, who it sounds like is going to be out for pretty much, you know, the rest of our fantasy season anyways. Ooh. So I guess what I want to know is what's your take on that when, uh, you know, if a mid-level guy gets injured, probably you're going to cut ties. You're going to move on, try to find something else. But when one of your studs, when one of your stars gets injured, how do you approach that when you put them on IR? Do you go out and look for the player who's stepped up into their spot up on the top line, or do you go and try to find a stud from another team, like more of a proven player? Well, that that's a hell of a question. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, my thought is it depends on the player. And like you said, if it's a strong player on a, on a strong team, then I might have to give that replacement a quarrel. But if it's a player who's on a, a weak team, I, I'd probably go elsewhere. Mm. So if I did go with the uh, replacement player, I think I'd probably give them two, three games. But if they can't get it done after that, I think you have to just move on. It's yeah. just, it's, just uh, it's, it's too important. And this league is just, it's, it's such a tight league. You can't have time to sit around on a guy that's not scoring points. Yeah, and that's the tricky thing, too, is, uh, you know, not only might you move on, but their actual coach might move on. They might get they might get a couple games up on the top line, and then all of a sudden you're checking your stats, and you look, and this guy who you picked up has only got seven minutes of ice time, and you check the lines, and, oh, he got bumped down to the fourth line because he wasn't getting anything done. So it, it can pay off in a big way 
to pick up players that you're not that familiar with if they've got the opportunity. But it's also a bit of a hassle because you're constantly paranoid. You're constantly checking checking their stats, checking their minutes, checking the power play, checking everything to make sure that they've actually held on to that position at the same time. Well, what do, what, what, what do you do in that situation, uh, Kyle? How, how do you deal with a tragic uh, situation like that? Well, it all I think it all depends on, like you said, who the who the player is. You know, I've I've taken a look in the past. Like, for example, this year when Tavares went out, I didn't pick up another guy off the Leafs, but instead I instead I went out and looked for a new centerman. I found Adam Henrique playing for the Ducks, who was getting you know good production, lots of power play time. Um, but in the past, I've gotten lucky picking up uh, you know the odd player who's filling in. I've got uh, Dominic Simone right now playing on the Penguins' top line with Crosby. He's a three-position guy who's doing quite well. Um, but, you know, right after the Tarasenko injury, I went out and picked up a player named Robert Thomas on St. Louis. I believe that's his name anyways. And, Robbie Tommy. Uh, yeah, Robbie Tommy, that guy, you know, our old buddy. And mm-hmm. uh, gave, him a, gave him a bit of a whirl. You know, my team was already down by uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 points, so it wasn't a big deal, and... <laughs> Figured I'd take a look, but, you know, he just wasn't getting it done, and so I moved on. I gave him a couple days, and then I moved on and tried to find something else while I can. Um, now, I did do something else, so with my other injured player, with Landeskog, because looking at looking at the prognosis, the outlook for his injury, it wasn't looking good. It was starting to sound like, you know, we're not talking a matter of weeks, but it could be a matter of, you know, two to three months, and... As an 0-4 team at that time, now an 0-5 team, unfortunately, I couldn't wait around for, I couldn't wait around for uh, him to come back. So I ended up actually making a deal and moving him and another one of my big-time players, and bringing three players back the other way just to try and get some uh, some action right now, just to try and buy a couple wins right now. You know, in the long term. Would I rather have Burns and Landeskog? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I like what the Flames are doing. I think Monaghan's underperforming a little bit. I like what Oshie always is doing with the Caps. And, uh, you know, Clefbaum obviously is about half the defenseman that Burns is, but he gets power play time with McDavid and he's playing lots of minutes. So sometimes you got to part with a piece that you don't want to to try and get some points right now. Well, I think, you know, when you're, like you said, you're on, on five now, it's, it's time to make some moves because another loss or two, and is there, is there season even going to happen anymore? Well, that's the thing, you know, I've, I've had, uh, I think I had one season where I started off one and six and ended up making a couple of deals and uh, strung off a bunch of wins in a row and made it to the playoffs, but lost right away. So I don't know what the best approach is here, but I'll tell you what, another week or two, I'm probably going to be starting to look to make some uh, make some trades and set myself up a bit for keepers for next year. Well, let me know, buddy. We can make some deals. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, it sounds like Johnny T might be, might be rejoining the Leafs tomorrow night when they take on the Flyers. So we'll see what happens. And uh, 
I haven't even looked at how my squad's doing tonight, but I'm sure I'm deep in a hole already, so I'm excited to find out. Well, I've got good news. Uh-oh. What's you're, up? Up, you're up 9.9 .9 to 2.5. Oh, and isn't this one of those... The one Smithers are back. Isn't this a one-day week, too? Isn't it over tonight, we said? Oh, yeah, you win. Oh, first win of the season. Hurrah. Well, I better go. I better go start celebrating. Uh, I better go pour myself a stiff one so I can celebrate. So, uh, anyways, gents, remember to uh, check your lineups. I know there's this weekend. There's a 1 p.m. game or two. Uh, so make sure you're on top of things. Good luck to you all, and remember, don't, don't be a boner. That's the bottom line. Just go, go, sit down.